Hey, hey, my soon-to-be-published author friend. Welcome to another episode in our Featured Expert series. Today, you are in for a very special treat. Our guest today is not only a brilliant mind in the world of books, she ranks very high on my list of favorite humans. I'm beyond grateful to be able to introduce you to my friend, Sherry Fink, and for you to have the opportunity to benefit from her whimsical brand of wisdom. Sherry Fink is an inspirational speaker, number one best-selling author, and president of Whimsical World, an innovative brand with a mission to inspire, delight, and educate children of all ages while planting seeds of self-esteem and high achievement. She is best known for her beloved The Little series, books including The Little Rose, The Little Unicorn, and The Little Monster. My granddaughter loves these books. Sherry's newest nonfiction book, Insta Grateful, Finding Your Bliss in a Social Media World, is an innovative self-help book on how to maximize passion, peace, power, prosperity, and panache in your life in today's hyper-busy, highly distracted social media world. An author of 14 best-selling books in multiple genres, Sherry travels the world inspiring audiences of all ages to believe in themselves dream bigger dreams, and take action to live their best lives. Featuring her unique blend of empowerment and enthusiasm, she shares her inspirational journey along with strategies on overcoming adversity and how to live life with passion and aliveness. CBS Los Angeles selected Sherry as one of the top three authors in her local area, a distinction she shares with Dean Kuntz. Her books have been honored with multiple awards, including three gold medals in the Reader's Favorite International Book Awards and four gold Mom's Choice Awards, honoring the best in family-friendly entertainment. Get ready for a from-the-heart conversation about marketing and the author journey as Sherry shares tips that will support you as you bring your book into the world. Here we go. This is the podcast where you'll learn what you need to know to independently publish your first nonfiction book and how to elevate your influence, impact, and income in the process. Welcome to She Gets Published with your host, Amazon International best-selling author and self-publishing coach, Lynette Pottle. Sherry, I am so glad that you are here today. I know that you popped in with us on season one and I couldn't wait to get you back to have a lengthier conversation. So thanks for being here. Absolutely. I'm excited. Oh my gosh. Well, not half as excited as I am. And I'm sure our audience is to hear more from you. And we're going to talk about marketing, which is one of the topics that I get asked most about. But before we get into the nuts and bolts of that, I can't help but ask you, I just got done with your introduction and we're talking about 14 14 best-selling books and multiple genres, um, which is super impressive in its own right. But what I wanted to dial back just a minute is to let people know about your very first book, about The Little Rose and her run on the bestseller list. You were a newly independent author, your first book. And tell me a little bit about that run with bestseller status for you. Well, it was very um, serendipitous to begin with. So I was, as you said, a brand new author, had no idea what I was doing. I made so many mistakes, but (laughs) at the end of the day, I had a book in my hand. So I was very excited about that. 
and very passionate about the message because the book helps kids with their self-esteem, particularly kids who've been bullied or mistreated or misunderstood. And I felt very personally aligned with that message and getting it out to kids. And because of that, it made me feel a lot braver when I would reach out to people and I would have conversations, you know, and people would really align with that, um, that mission to help kids. It was more than just about that particular book, but when it hit number one on the bestseller list, it happened two weeks after the release. It stayed at number one in its category for over 60 weeks. And it, six it had changed. Zero. Yes. It changed <laughs> everything in my life. You know, just the day before it hit the bestseller list, I had just made this, um, I felt very silly making it, but you'll understand. It was kind of like a, a vision board image where I had my book at number one. And then the next day, someone called me and they're like, oh my gosh, you're a number one bestseller. And I was like, what? And I looked at it and I had to look side by side. I was like, whoa, this is powerful stuff, you know? But I, I think the reason why it stayed at that position was because of word of mouth. You know, I, I was increasingly getting out there and talking to people. And even if my knees were shaking under the table, I was holding the book up and talking about my mission and asking people if they knew anybody that could benefit from it and who I should talk with. You know, I was just taking all of this massive action, even though I was so scared. Um, and, and people say, oh, I can't wait until where I'm at, where, when, when I'm at your position in the, my career. And I will be brave. And I'm like, mm. oh my goodness, you will grow <laughs> through those other moments. And then there'll be brand new moments that make you afraid. So just keep taking action no matter what. <laughs> and just keep growing with it, you know, because good things are on the way, whether you're on the bestseller list or not. You know, as I'm evolving in my career, I, I feel less attached to that list. I mean, it's, it's always nice to have a credential, of course. But it's, sure. it's kind of like my bachelor's degree. Nobody cares about it anymore. You know, <laughs> <laughs> It was so long ago. Only the people who are working toward their bachelor's degree actually care about it. So um, yeah, but it was, it was a very magical experience for me, full of hard work, but, um, but also just showing me when you step out in faith and you have a passion that really propels that book forward what can truly happen for you. Yeah. The sky is the limit. And the fact that you were able to envision that just before it happened, you know, sometimes we step into dreams that are bigger than even we can imagine, but the fact that you did see it and then it happened makes it even all that much better. But what you talked about there that strikes me, and I think is a great starting off point for our conversation with marketing is the power of word of mouth. Sometimes we discount it seems so simple. Uh, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have all these bells and whistles, but really word of mouth can be one of the most powerful tools in our toolbox. I completely agree with you. And, and I think I owe a great deal of my career to that because this is a relationship business. And when you take the time to build relationships, people care about what you have to say. And if they like the, the book that you've created, there's a high likelihood that they might be interested in future books too. So you're just, you're building that relationship over time. And I mean, I've been doing this for what, 11 years now, and I've learned so much along the way, but the people 
like the people that I've met, the people that I've become friends with, like you and I, for example, like we met along right. on this journey and that is where the treasure lies. It's in the people. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And you know, one of the things when I was thinking about the questions that I wanted to ask you today and your wisdom to impart with the audience, the thing that really struck me is I, I know you have a background in marketing, but it's really not, it's not those taught behaviors or tactics. What stands out for me truly about you is the, the things that seem to come innately. It is about the connections that you create. You can feel the authenticity behind your interactions. It doesn't feel contrived ever. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I think that's because, for example, I was very late to the social media game. (laughs) (laughs) I was very reluctant to become a member on Facebook um, and then to branch out into the other platforms. But the thing that I have learned in my experience working on those platforms for the past, I don't know, 10 plus years is that you have to be who you are, right? Because if you're Mm. trying to be someone else, people like they won't necessarily be able to articulate it, but there's something off and it won't resonate. But when you just drop your guard and you're just like, okay, this is me. I love pink and unicorns and cupcakes and dogs you know, like I am mostly ridiculous most of the time, <laughs> you know, then you're like a beacon of your unique form of weirdness. And the other people who are attracted to that will find you and you guys will have the most fun, you know? Yeah. But if you hide that or worse, you try to replicate someone else's voice or style or copy their posts, like it's the worst because- Nobody gets to know who you are. It's like you're hiding behind a wall and people really want to know the author. I mean, think about it. The people that you want to follow and and that you enjoy seeing updates, it's not because they wrote a book. It's because you get to see a glimpse of their real life, right? Like this is their horse and this is their vacation and this is what their kids are doing in jujitsu or you know what I mean? It's, it's those little elements that make me feel like, wow, this is a real person that I actually like and I want to read anything that they produce. So I think there's a, it's scary at first, right? To just be who you are. But at the same time, it's so liberating because you take off all that pressure. You know, it's just like, this is who I am and this is what I like. <laughs> what do you like? You know, <laughs> exactly. Well, it rings so true. And if ever there's been a great example of this, so you talked about, you know, you you like colorful, you know, you you wear wigs and colorful wigs, and had a mermaid photo shoot, and you do all of these fun <laughs> things, which someone could say, okay, that makes sense for a children's novelist. But guess what? Sherry has is also written a romance book. She has written self help. So you've, you've spanned multiple genres all while being totally yourself. Yeah. Well, the, the beauty of it, and I didn't even realize it. So I just follow the inspiration. So I didn't know I was writing a romance, a romantic comedy until I actually wrote it. And when I was in the <laughs> editing process, I was like, oh, I get it. Everything that I make is about self-love. All mm. of it. My talks my posts, my books, whether they're for adults or for kids, like everything 
is about learning new ways to discover things about yourself that increase the amount of love that you have, not only for yourself, but also for others, and that you can emanate that out into the world. That's what it's all about. So I don't see a reason to limit ourselves into one particular genre or even one particular series within a genre. You know, if your creativity is sparking, you know, just see where it goes. I mean, what, what harm could it do? <laughs> yeah. Follow the spark. I think that's great advice. I love that. I love that. And you live it, right? That's the thing about, I, I want everyone to, to note throughout this conversation, everything that Sherry's talking about is she lives this. She's just not talking about it from a point of a theory or concept. This is, this is her life and this is what she's living. And if you follow her work, which I'm sure you will after today, if you haven't already, you'll see it in action. And it's such a beautiful example. So, so Shara, we've talked about, you know, that authenticity and staying connected and building relationships. What other things do you think about as it relates to marketing? Well, I think one of the things that that we don't always um, think about that I get asked about a lot is people will say, oh, should I do Facebook ads? Should I be on TikTok? Should I do this? Should I do that? And I'm thinking, well, I don't know. What's your goal? Like, mm. if you like, you know, should I buy a Tesla? I'm not sure. What's your goal? <laughs> like, maybe you only need a scooter if you're only going to, you know what I mean? Like, you may not need a Tesla. You may not need to be on TikTok. Maybe that's not the best use of your time. It really needs to be tied to what you're trying to accomplish, who you're trying to reach, what your energy level is to put into these platforms. Because, I mean, just on the social media side, there's so many different platforms and they're not the same thing, you know? So learning how to operate on there, learning how to do well and excel and connect with people, like, it's an investment of your time and energy, and that's valuable. So you really want to look and see, if my goal is to do X, then what's actually going to get me there? Don't do it because it's trendy or you feel like you have to be on Twitter. You know, maybe that wouldn't be the best place for you. You know, maybe your goal is very different. Maybe your audience is very different. Maybe your audience isn't even on Facebook right? Exactly. So exactly. it's just aligning your marketing decisions and your actions with your goals. And if your goal, for example, is to be um, <laughs> happy, then don't engage in negativity on any <laughs> of these platforms, right? Um, I know we're focused a lot on social media, but it's like really present of mind for me because I recently wrote a book about it. But, you know, I feel like we can choose the neighborhoods that we'd get involved in, you know, and for me, I want social media to be like my own personal curated magazine. You know, I want to highlight friends who are doing amazing things. I want to share interviews and articles and things that light me up and inspire me. Uh, I want to share the stupid thing I did like the other day, like having fun. You know, I get these crazy ideas and I'm like, you know, what would be fun? Let's do that, you know, and I can't think of anything but that. And then we do it. And I'm like, oh, that was the best, you know? Uh, so those are the kinds of things that I want to use social media for. And some people have very different goals. And depending on what you're writing, maybe you do engage with some of that stuff. But but I'm just, I have no patience for anything that basically dims my light. At this mm. point in my career, I don't have time for it. It's not worth the energy. 
and it's a waste, right? Because if it, if it anything diminishes your creativity and you can't get back on track quickly, you're not going to be as productive. And that's really sad for the world because if you're not on fire and lit up, how are you going to help spark it for other people, right? So mm. I really think choosing how you use your time, your your marketing dollars, your decisions, everything to align with what your ultimate goals are will save you a lot of, of wasted time, money, energy, headaches. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. And I talk to new authors a lot of times we're talking about options for publishing and it's not a one size fits all. It's it's what is your goal for the book? What is it that you want to do? And I think just generally broader terms, it's how we approach everything in life. Just because something works really well for one person doesn't mean that it's going to have the same result for you. Your the outcome true. you're looking for, for one person, it might be strictly monetary. For the other person, it's about quality of life. So it's about what's important to you and how you go forward. So I think that's such an important message. And you mentioned about writing a book about social media. And I'd love to take a, a sidestep here just for a second and talk about Instagrateful. Awesome. Well, Instagrateful is about finding your bliss in a social media world. And it's a self-help motivational memoir that I wrote um, very recently. And it's really about amplifying the what I call the five P's in your life, power, passion, panache, prosperity, and peace. And doing that in a world that expects you to be always on, always available, always engaged, you know, all the things that we all feel um, pressured to do and be and have and show off and all of that. And I wrote the book because I felt like we need to have a degree of uh, like a step back, right? To really align with who we really are instead of just succumbing to all of these demands that kind of, at least for me, energetically derail me from what I really want to accomplish in this world. And we don't have infinite time. You know, I want to look back on on every day, really, but, you know, some days are more productive than others, but I want to look back and know that I use my time well, you know, Mm -hmm. it's okay to like take some time off. Like that's really valuable, but I don't, I don't want to look back and and just be like, wow, I spent 16 hours a day on social media scrolling, you know, like (laughs) even just thinking about it makes me feel gross. You know, I want to use it in a, a way as a tool, like as a conscious tool to accomplish my goals and and to encourage people and to to basically further my goals in life. And that's what the book is all about, is reclaiming those things for yourself and amplifying those five Ps in your life. Because if you can create more power, more peace, more prosperity, more panache, and more, I can't remember the other one. (laughs) Yeah. Passion, yes, passion, the whole beginning of it. So if if you can create all of those things, your life is going to feel so much bigger than your social media feed, right? Because it yeah. is. And and that's yeah. what that's what the book is all about. Such a powerful message, yeah. And it's one of my favorites, although it's hard to pick a favorite in your library, that's for sure. <laughs> Thank you. You are welcome. It's genuine. Um 
All right. So as we start to get into the home stretch here, I did want to talk about one of the other things that you do. And and even in the words that you chose in, in the subtitle, you know, the things about panache, that's not an everyday word. You don't hear that all the time. So I know one of the things that you do extraordinarily well is the intentionality in which you choose your words and the emotions that they evoke. Can you talk a little bit about what's behind that and maybe any tips in helping listeners to do the same? Yes. So when I first started on social media, I would see a lot of authors who, you know, were well-intentioned, but would just basically put, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book all the time. And they didn't tell you what the book was about. They didn't tell you why I should care about it or what motivated them to write it or anything that compelled you to even click the link, right? And I was like, ooh, I don't, that doesn't feel right. That that feels icky to me. And I think, I think a lot of authors, because we're creative people and we tend to be introverts, we feel like marketing is yucky. And it's not, it doesn't have to be, right? Because marketing is really inspiring someone to take action. That's how I look at it. And if you really think about it from that perspective, if you write your quote unquote marketing copy from a perspective of, let me help someone understand why this matters, Mm. you know, let me use emotion inducing language so that they feel inspired to take a look at the link or maybe even buy the book or tell somebody else about it. Because if you, if you use some, like, I want to read posts that are like, this is the best day ever because, and I want to feel a heart connection, you know, whether it's a good one or a bad one or whatever. I want to feel something. If it's just a bunch of facts, like it just blends into the background for me. I have to have things that are vibrant and juicy and um, filled with panache, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And, And I think you know, it may take a little more time to to write your marketing copy and your emails and your posts and any other places that you're reaching your audience, but it will be so much more powerful and you will enjoy it more. And it's a great challenge as a writer. You know, the writing doesn't end when you finish the book. The writing continues. It's It's all of the things that you do that promote your book, promote your brand. It's every little step is building into that. Um, what kind of empire that is you, you know? And, and for me, I find that using language that inspires people, cause that's what I love anyway, um, is the most right. effective. Yeah. And, and finding that language, I think the other piece too comes in finding the language that inspires others it continues to inspire you in the process. Yes, it has to touch you because if it doesn't move you, it isn't going to help anybody. You know, like I am basically my own biggest customer. Like I, I'm writing things for me. If I love it, I'm like, maybe somebody else will love it too. But if I don't love it, I won't be able to, to accomplish these things, you know, because if it doesn't resonate with me, how on earth could I, expect it to resonate with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Oh my gosh. So we could talk for definitely at least another hour, but (laughs) um, to keep to our promise of bringing bite-sized lessons, uh, we want to kind of gear towards letting people know more 
about you and where to find you and to connect with you. And I think you have a, a gift that you wanted to give the audience today. I do. I do. So um, I have a website that's called whimsical-world.com. And if you would like to check out Instagrateful or The Little Rose or any of my other books or fun merchandise or informational classes, you can save an exclusive, this is exclusive for She Gets Published listeners, you can save 15% on your entire order and get free shipping if you use the code PODCAST15. So it's PODCAST, the number one and the number five. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Thank you, Sherry. You're welcome. <laughs> I love and, that. So and everything that's purchased through the website also, by the way, is autographed and personalized. So if you purchase Instagrateful, just put your name or whoever you want to gift it to in the notes, and I will be glad to write it with their name in it with a special message and sign it for them. I love that. And what a beautiful gift for yourself and for someone else. Hint, hint. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So where is the best place for, for anyone to find you that wants to know more about your work, to follow you on social, all of those kinds of things? Well, the best hub to find everything is my website and it's sherryfink.com. It's S-H-E-R-I-F-I-N-K.com. And that has all the links to all the places. Perfect. I love the simplicity of it. We'll get to all the places <laughs> right from sherryfink.com. And of course, we'll put the um, special code and Sherry's website and all of her address right in the show notes. So if you don't have a pen handy, know that you can go back to the show notes and get those. Sherry, I am eternally grateful always for any time that we get to spend together, but I especially appreciate you sharing your words and wisdom with our audience today. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for the wonderful conversation. That's a wrap for this episode, but don't let that get you down. Join Lynette inside the She Gets Published community where the conversation continues. Head to facebook.com slash groups slash she gets published to join now. See you there. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.